Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. We have an awesome opportunity to talk to someone who knows a lot about taxes. I know not your favorite subject, but you will learn a ton. We'll talk about the new tax law and what it means to you as a real estate investor. Today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. All aboard. A few cabins remain for the Real Estate Guys 16th Annual Investor Summit. Imagine spending an entire week with like-minded investors, world-class educators, and real-world professionals. Returning this year are sales legend Tom Hopkins, the authors of Prosper, Chris Martinson and Adam Taggart, sovereign man Simon Black, editor of the Gold Newsletter Brian London, and the author of The Creature from Jekyll Island, G. Edward Griffin. Plus, joining us for a sixth investor summit, Peter Schiff, and back once again, Robert and Kim Kiyosaki. It all begins April 6th in Fort Lauderdale. Visit realestateguysradio.com and click the tab that says Summit to learn more and reserve your spot. But you better hurry. This transformational week is like no conference you've ever attended. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and make plans to spend a week with the Real Estate Guys, Robert and Kim Kiyosaki, and an all-star faculty on the 16th Annual Investors Summit at Sea. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. With me, as usual, co-host financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. You know, it's a time of year when people start thinking about their taxes. Good or bad, wonderful or ugly, it's tax time. And for most folks, they don't like tax. They don't want to pay tax. They want to figure out how to not pay tax. And yet, today, we're going to suggest a little different paradigm on this idea of taxation. Yeah, I, and I think this year it's probably more appropriate than it's been in a very, very long time because in the U.S. there's been massive tax reform and this is the first year that people are dealing with that and it's my understanding and we'll get some more clarity on that today that there's actually some things that are retroactive that you know in, you can actually pull forward from last year into this year and of course the big thing in talking taxes is to think about what you're going to do this year early in the year. It's said that if you want to change your tax, you need to change your facts. Well, the thing is you're living out your facts every day in your business decisions and how you organize and how you spend and how you categorize and the, and the, the investment decisions that you make. And if you wait until you know the fourth quarter to think about what you want to do for the year that is about to be in the rearview mirror, you could be real late to the party and miss a lot of opportunities you might otherwise get if you were more proactive. You know, if you've been to one of our live events, you've probably seen me use this example to break a paradigm. The idea of changing the way you think. A paradigm is the way you view the world, and sometimes we have to shatter those paradigms to see things a new way. And the way I do it is I ask the audience, raise your hand if you'd like to pay less in taxes. And a whole bunch of hands go up. And then I say, raise your hand if, like me, you want to pay more in taxes. In fact, you want to pay a lot more. In fact, I want a tax bill with two commas in it. And some folks get this look on their face and they put their hand up. And the people that have just had their hand up look like, are you crazy? Here's the paradigm. I'm not an idiot. I don't want to overpay my taxes. I want to pay as absolutely little as legally possible. But I want a big tax bill because if I have a big tax bill, it means I'm making a lot of money. The surest way to make sure that you do not pay a lot of tax is to not earn any income. You know, there's a lot more truth to that, Robert, maybe even than you realize. Uh, and it's really interesting how my journey, how I got to be sitting in this seat started. I was in corporate America. I was making a lot of money. One year I got a $50,000 tax bill, which to me at the time seemed like an awful lot of money. Because when I first started working, I saw people making 50000 a year. And I thought if I could gross $50,000 a year, you know, I would really be set for life. That would be such an amazing situation. And then I wake up a little bit down the road and I'm paying $50,000 just in tax. And so I really went to work on understanding tax and I went all the way back into history and how did we get the tax and how does it work and what does the money go for? And it opened up this whole thing for me that uh, took me down this rabbit trail and it led me into a love of history and economics. And I read G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, which talks about the formation of the Federal Reserve and the IRS and the income tax in the United States of America. That all started because of a big tax bill. And then I got so upset about the whole thing that I really fixated myself on how to bring my tax bill down to zero because just the idea of paying the tax just bothered me. 
And what ended up happening is I started making decisions that were based upon limiting my tax liability instead of maximizing my income potential. And little by little, my income went down. And then I met you and I heard you say this and I thought to myself, you know what? I've been programming my subconscious mind for failure and I've got to get my head out of my, you know, where and get focused on making money and then managing the tax liability. And if I have to write a check, uh, then I have to write a check and that's the price I pay for the money I make. That was a big paradigm break for me. But, uh, you know, if you're sitting out there listening to this right now and, and, you know, you're morally opposed to the tax or it just really bugs you to pay the tax, uh, I'm okay with that. I agree with some of that. But at the end of the day, you're not serving yourself or your family or all the people you care about or all the people you would serve through your business and activities that generate money if you get fixated on not paying tax. What you want to do is just get fixated on making a lot of money and being able to afford to pay top quality tax advisors to bring your percentage way down. And to your point, Robert, even with a minimal percentage, uh, have a two comma tax bill and that's going to be a happy situation for you. The first week in March, we were at the Secrets of Successful Syndication and I said that very thing. And of course, the reaction and I would say, okay, now who wants to pay more and a lot more hands? And then I say, all right, big room, right? We had more than 200 people. I said, all right, anybody still want to pay less in tax? And two hands without. I have to right? confess, I still bristle. Yeah. I do. I do. Because, you know, they do things with the tax money, like build bombs and blow up things and things that I just disagree with. Right. And it just bothers me to fund that. I don't want to fund that. But again, it's the reality we're in. And so you just like Jim Collins talks about in Good to Great, confront the brutal facts. And the brutal reality is we're in a system where uh, this is part of the process and you're just going to have to accept it. But the main thing, like I said earlier, is just don't let it flip your mind around and have you focus on the wrong primary objective. Now, here's the good news. One of the absolute best investment vehicles when it comes to paying less tax is real estate. So you're absolutely in the right place at the right time. And I don't know if you've heard, but there's been some changes to the tax code. Right. So our guest today is a certified public accountant. This is what he spends his time doing. He's actually read the entire tax code, the new one, not once, but twice. When we come back. You'll meet the author of Tax-Free Wealth. Tom Wheelwright is with us today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Live nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the Secrets of Successful Syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Forbes rated Memphis the best cash flow market in the nation. And our good friend Terry Kerr at Mid-South Home Buyers has been the premier turnkey rental property provider in Memphis for over 13 years. With an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau, Terry has renovated over 750 houses. Real Estate Guys listeners have snapped up hundreds. Discover what these satisfied investors already know. Mid-South's properties are completely renovated with a one-year warranty and a lifelong rental guarantee. They're affordable, well-managed, and easy to own. Perfect for beginning investors and veterans alike. Get in on the action. Contact Terry and his team via email at midsouth at realestateguysradio.com. Hello, this is Robert Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if you're serious about learning how to invest in real estate, listen to the Real Estate Guys. They really know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. We are so excited to reintroduce you to a gentleman who hasn't been on for a while, and we've missed him. He's happy about tax, and that makes him different. Let's welcome CPA Tom Wheelwright. How are you? Good. Great to be on the show again, Robert. It has been a while. It's been too long, and uh, this time everyone's got taxes on their mind. But Tom, most people 
people and they think taxes, they think yuck, they think ooh, they think. And when you talk about taxes, you light you light up. What's the deal? Well, of, of course, because you know most people think that the tax law is out to get you. Where when you look at the tax law carefully, really it's 6,000 pages and only a few pages are really out to raise revenue. Most of the tax law is a series of incentives. It's what does the government want you to do? And they give you a tax incentive to do it. They want you to do real estate, they give you a tax incentive. If they want you to have kids, they give you a tax incentive. If they want you to go to send your kids to college, they give you a tax incentive. If they want you to buy solar, they give you a tax incentive. All of these things are tax incentives, and that's really most of the tax law. Yeah, such a good point. And that's true everywhere, right? We have listeners in over 190 countries, and everywhere you go, most of the tax systems are set up exactly like you said. If you look at a, at a country's tax code, you can tell the things it's encouraging the citizens to do. No, that's exactly right. If you want to know what your government wants you to do, look at your tax law. I, I travel all over the world these days with uh, Mr. Kiyosaki, and... Every time I go, I look at the tax law for that country I'm going to. And it's really amazing how similar they are because they're really just full of incentives. Um, good news for you, lots of real estate incentives in every country. So the U.S. is not alone by any means in the idea that real estate is the preferred really, from a tax standpoint, the preferred investment vehicle. Well, if you step back and think about it, it makes sense because we need more safe, clean, affordable housing. Most people are only going to have their own house. They aren't going to think about having you know, a house to, to live in and a house to rent. But that's, of course, our audience. And there's a lot of tax benefits for becoming a real estate investor. Well, and if you think about it from a housing standpoint, you're thinking, okay, so we just had this tax law change and we Everybody's thinking about, oh, but my home mortgage interest isn't as deductible. My property taxes aren't as deductible. But that's not true for an investor. So, And the reason is, is because basically what the tax law, the government is saying is, if you're generous and you provide housing for other people, we're going to give you a tax incentive. If you're not as generous and you only provide housing for yourself, we're not going to give you a big tax incentive because we want you to be generous. Yeah, there's a paradigm right there, isn't there? So... Obviously, what's on everyone's mind is the biggest tax reform we've seen in years and years and years. I know you guys are crazy busy because everybody is affected by this. There's no way we can cover it in a show. But but give us some of the high notes. What do people need to be thinking about, especially as we approach April 15th? Well, I, first of all, there are some things that happened in, for last year. So there, uh, there are some things that happened retroactive. And, and a big one actually has to do with your car. So if you bought a car between October and the end of the year, you may have a huge deduction coming. Wow. Because what the new tax law said was that you, we have this bonus depreciation. A lot of people heard this term bonus depreciation. What is that? How does that apply to me? Well, here's what happens. If you have a, a car like an SUV or a truck that weighs more than 6,000 pounds, that's a piece of equipment. And if you use it in your business, then you get a deduction for it. And you get a deduction for 100% of the purchase price, even if even if you put a loan on it for 100%. So here's what's going on. So you go in, let's say you bought a, a new SUV, $60,000 in December, and you're going, okay, so uh, what's my deduction? Well, what percentage did you use it for business in December, right? And whatever percentage you use it for business in December, that's the percentage that you get to deduct of the purchase price. So it's a huge, huge tax benefit. And one of the things people also don't realize, by the way, here's a little clue on how to get that percentage higher. Would yeah. that be helpful? That'd be helpful. Okay. So a home office, because here's what happens. Most people that people don't have a home office, the first trip of their day is a commute. Yeah. And the last trip of their day home is a commute. And that's non-deductible. Doesn't count. If you have a home office, your commute's 30 feet. Yeah. So every single trip you take during the day even if it's to an office where you meet uh, with clients, but you do all of your administrative work at home, you get, now you, for most people, that's going to double your deduction for your car. So people think, oh, home office deduction is that not that much. But when you're thinking about that $60,000 car you bought or just the depreciation on your regular car, it has a huge impact on how much car deduction you get just by having a home office. You know, and I think a lot of folks listening to our show are kind of solo entrepreneurs. They are people that don't necessarily need an office to meet clients, but they probably do have a home office. So that's a deduction, as you mentioned. Some people decide to take anyway and some people don't. Well, that, that, that's the thing that actually floors me. So, you know, I, I, I speak at a lot of conferences, right? Like I'm speaking at yours in, in April. And when I, I speak at conferences, I always ask, 
Have any of you had your accountant tell you not to take the home office deduction? And about 50% or more will raise their hand every single time. And I'm going, and I'll, and I'll talk to people and I'll say, so why did they tell you not to take it? Well, because it's a red flag. The reality is it hasn't been a red flag in 20 years, okay? <laughs> 20 years ago, it was a red flag, yep. but it hasn't been a red flag in 20 years. There are ways to do it so the IRS doesn't even know you have a home office unless they audit you. So it, it's just not that problem anymore, but people are still being told, don't take a deduction. That's I think that's a big key for April 15th, coming on, uh, up on April 15th is, Make sure if, if you're filing by April 15th that you take all the deductions you're entitled to and, and don't let your accountant, if your accountant says don't take a deduction and, you're, and you feel you're entitled to it, it may be that your accountant's afraid of the IRS. And then you have to think, mm, do I really want an accountant who's afraid of the IRS? So that's the time to think, do I really have the right tax preparer? Do I ha really have the right tax advisor? And that's actually the number one thing to think about as you get ready for April 15th. Yeah. In fact, one of the things I wanted to ask you was some of your suggestions. I've heard you speak on this before about how do you pick a tax advisor? Because there's so many of them and a lot of people just end up with the person that their friend or their uncle or their parents used. But you need to be a little more proactive in that. Oh, totally. And, and really, it's a matter of what do you want them for? If all you want them for is to record your historical information and you don't care about your tax deductions, you don't care about planning, you don't care about, you know, what's going to ha happen in the future, then pretty much any accountant should do. Yeah. If what you're looking for, though, is somebody that's going to actually reduce your taxes going forward, reduce your taxes on your tax return, what you really want to look for is somebody who's asking you the questions about what's going on in your life and what's going to happen in the future. And in actually chapter 23 of my book, Tax-Free Wealth, I talk about how to find a good tax advisor. And I actually list at, at the back, I list 10 questions you should ask them, but I also list 10 questions they should ask you yeah. because it's really about what questions they ask are is way more important than what questions you ask. Because the reality is, you're asking a question, you don't know whether they give a good answer or not. But if they ask a question, it's pretty easy to tell if it's a good question or a stupid question. Now, I am going to wholeheartedly endorse that folks should go out and get tax-free wealth. But if you want to be sure about that, before we're done, Tom has agreed to give you that very chapter of this book for free. So you can read that chapter and decide if you want the rest. And he's pretty confident that uh, you're going to want to get the rest. This is interesting. When tax-free wealth came out, we had you on the show. And so many people bristle at the idea, wait a minute, you, you have to pay tax. If you make more money, don't you have to pay more tax? <laughs> Well, you do if you don't do anything about it, right? I mean, that's the result. Inaction results in paying more money. That, that's what happens. Like I said, you know, Tax-Free Wealth is really a book about how the tax law gives you a roadmap to reducing your taxes. And we're not talking about anything in there that isn't clear in the tax law. I've had a number of people say that they gave it to their accountants, and I encourage you to give it to your accountant, by the way. Um, they gave it to your, their accountants. Their accountant said, yeah, I knew that. And I'm going, well, then how come you didn't tell me that? Right. right. That's the question. So it's really more of a, uh, the focus of tax free wealth is what can we do to do what the government wants us to do? Because remember, we are partners with the government. Like it or not, we are partners with the government. I mean, for most people, the government is taking 30, 40 percent of their check twice a month. Yep. Right. I mean, that's what that, that partner does. We can make them a better partner by doing what they want us to do. So we can actually be a better partner to them by, you know, whether it's in investing in real estate, whether it's building a business, whether it's having employees, whether it's agriculture, natural resources. I mean, all of these things are things that the government wants us to do. So we can be a better partner with the government and the, and the government says, look, if you're a better partner, we're gonna give you a tax incentive and we're going to actually take less of your money. You know, this is a big distinction. And I've always appreciated about you, Tom, that you're less of a historian, right? The person, the tax person that looks in the rearview mirror and says, what have you done up till now? You certainly teach people how to do that for clients, which is important. But even more so is this idea of looking forward. Because as life changes, as you start businesses, as you acquire more real estate, your tax picture looks different when you own a couple of rental houses than it does when you own several apartment buildings. Oh, no, no question. In fact, we actually learned many years ago that uh, most people, um, while they may have a really good business strategy, they have a very almost no investment strategy. So they really don't know what they're going to invest in. They don't know what's going to happen. And we actually found that we had people asking us for tax advice and we go, well, what are you going to do from an investment standpoint? They go, I have no idea. 
And we go, well, how, how are we going to help you? Because we have to project out. I mean, you talk about the new tax law. We're, what, what we're so busy with is we're looking at our clients and we're looking at them five, 10 years down the road and going, should we make changes based on the new tax law that's going to affect them five years, 10 years down the road based on what they're going to do? So we do a lot of, uh, you know, talking about, you know, what a tax advisor should be asking you. We do a lot of inquiry with our clients about, okay, what is it that you're going to be doing and what should we be doing from a tax standpoint? So it always has to be forward looking. If all we're looking at is the past, I mean, the past is done. It's over. There's not a whole lot we can do. I mean, people ask, well, can you look at my returns and see if they're done right? I'm going, well, well, I probably can't because I won't have all the documentation behind it. Right. And the reality is from an accuracy standpoint, I would say 90% of the tax returns I see are accurate. It's just that, is there a better way to prepare that tax return? Yeah, 90% of the time, there's a better way to prepare that tax return, right? So those accurate tax returns could be prepared better. I mean, we've had, we've had clients, I had a client last year in the real estate business um, with investors, and we calculated that the tax savings from what we did on the tax return was 1.4 million. That was the tax savings on one tax return. Wow. So that's the impact that a tax preparer, a tax advisor can have. And so, yeah, you, you can't just be focused on the past. You really have to be looking at what's going to be happening in the future. What kind of additional investments are you going to make? How am I going to build my real estate portfolio? And if I am, how's that going to affect my tax consequences? You know, this is such a good point because that is a different mindset, a different approach. And I think so many people say, well, I just, I box up my receipts and I hand them to my accountant and they're going to go figure it all out. But really, your approach that you're suggesting is you need to be more pro proactive about it. You need to reach out and, and, and work with your tax professional ahead of time to help think about this stuff before it becomes in the rearview mirror. Right. And, and, and the right tax professional actually will reach out to you. Okay. You won't have to be reaching out all the time. They will reach out to you. We talk to our clients every month. So we're always working with our clients because you have to have that communication. I mean, the thing is, is that I've, I've really, you know, I've been in this business for 35 years, right? And I've seen thousands and thousands of businesses. And what I've discovered is that outside of your spouse, your tax advisor will have more impact on your finances and your future than any single person. So to not have a relationship with them, to not, I mean, if you're thinking, wow, I don't really, you know, I like, I like my accountant. I mean, everybody likes their accountant, right? Because they're nice people. One thing I like about being an accountant, They're not all right? as nice as you, but they are uh, nice people, yes. Actually, some of them are not even nicer. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're really nice people. The question is, is, okay, are they, are they doing what I need them to be doing? And are they even capable of doing what I'm, I'm able, uh, you know, I need them to be doing? And that's a big question. You know, it's kind of like, you know, do you go to a chiropractor for heart surgery? You have to be a little careful, you know, as you're expanding your investing, as you're talking about, you may be outgrowing your accountant. I mean, I, we see that a lot where people just say, you know what, he was, my accountant was great while I had, you know, one or two real estate investments and I had a little business. And now I've got like three apartment complexes and got all this other stuff. And he doesn't really know how to do it. We, we just had a, a client actually turn, his accountant asked him to turn his tax returns over to us because she said, you're in, your, your stuff's getting too complicated. Would you have Tom's company handle that? And we, we knew the accountant. We were good friends. And, and we said, yeah, sure, because that's, that's our expertise. Well, that's the mark of a great team player. They know what it is their limitations are, and they know when to hand the ball off yeah, as exactly. opposed to trying to be all things to all people. You know, when there is sweeping change, we, we get scared, we get worried. But, you know, the thing about taxes, it moves rather slowly, right? And you've got time, and it may be April 15th, and hopefully you've got it figured out for this year. But the bigger picture isn't, oh my gosh, this year's taxes. The bigger picture is realizing that tax strategy integrates with your investment strategy in a really great way. Oh, absolutely. And, and they, they go hand in hand. I mean, that's why it's called tax-free wealth. It's not just called tax-free, right? <laughs> right? I mean, because they, they do go hand in hand and you have to work together because you're, how you invest will have an impact on how, how your taxes work out, right? So you, you really got to focus on that hand in hand. But 
again, in this year, not only do we have to look at strategy, we have to look at most of those tax law changes that came. They're coming in 2018, so they're on next year's tax return. So there's stuff we'd better be doing right now to be preparing for next year's taxes. We'll talk about some of that when we come back. Our guest is CPA Tom Wheelwright. We're talking about the changes in tax and getting your mind around what your tax professional can do for you. We'll play real estate trivia next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. This portion of the Real Estate Guys radio program is brought to you by International Coffee Farms, where you can own a parcel of land in your very own specialty coffee farm in Panama for as little as $15,000. Here's how it works. Deeded half-acre parcels entitled Specialty Coffee Farms in Boquete, Panama are turnkey managed professionally on your behalf by a team of local experts. Sustainable average income is estimated at 12% and cash flow can begin within 12 to 15 months from the date of your parcel ownership. International Coffee Farms' mission is to own and operate specialty coffee farms that are economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable. As part of this mission, 20% of the gross profits of each farm is committed to a socially sustainable fund to improve the lives of the Panamanian coffee farm workers and their families. International Coffee Farms currently owns and operates nine specialty coffee farms with half-acre parcels available for immediate ownership. To find out how you can become a coffee farm owner in Paquete, Panama, email coffee at realestateguysradio.com. That's coffee at realestateguysradio.com. Imagine listening in as two real-world apartment investing experts share their best ideas and strategies. Well, now you can. When you listen to the Old Capital Podcast featuring Michael Becker and Paul Peebles, you'll learn from two seasoned pros who funded and syndicated hundreds of millions of dollars in apartments. Each episode is chock full of expert advice, real-world wisdom, and interviews with real-life investors. For details about how you can listen to the Old Capital Podcast, send an email to ocp at realestateguysradio.com. When you do, we'll send you Michael Becker's personal due diligence checklist free of charge. Email your request to OCP, Old Capital Podcast, at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, this is Peter Schiff, and when you're not listening to me at shiftradio.com, make sure to listen to the Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. Very excited to have Tom Wheelwright with us, CPA, bringing us up to speed with what's going on with taxes and, of course, getting us to think about the changes coming with the new tax law. Before we get back to our conversation with Tom, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia. That's your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question, which has something to do with tax. And if you're the winner, you're going to get an amazing prize. It is an autographed copy of Tax-Free Wealth by CPA Tom Wheelwright. He will sign it to you if you're the winner. All you have to do is know the answer to today's trivia question. When you think you do, send us your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, the answer to the question, and your mailing address. That way we can send you an autographed copy of Tax-Free Wealth if you're the winner. Last week on The Real Estate Guys, it was clues in the news. And we asked this, where is New England's oldest stone house? Well, it's in Guilford, Connecticut. Puritan minister Henry Whitfield's home was built back in 1693, making it Connecticut's oldest house and New England's oldest stone house, plus Connecticut's first museum. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. What is the origin of the word tax? Yeah, where does the word tax come from? Now, you might be thinking that's not really a real estate trivia question, but it is because it comes from a language associated with a geography. And if you can figure that out, and get the right answer, you're going to want a copy of Tax-Free Wealth signed by Tom Wheelwright. All you have to do is send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, the answer to the question, your mailing address, so we can send you out that amazing book. What is the origin of the word tax? That's today's real estate trivia question, and this week, an autographed copy of Tax-Free Wealth. There is no reason why you don't want to get that book, and uh, Tom, you know, you wrote the book uh, quite a a while ago, but uh, it's just as true as it is today, and especially with the tax law, people want to say, well, what's, what's new? And we were talking before the break about some of the changes. When you're counseling clients, what are the big things people need to at least be thinking about as they're approaching next year's taxes in light of this reform? 
Oh my heavens, we, ha we have so many big changes, right? I mean, we have the bonus depreciation I talked about. We have, for the first time for real estate, we have 179, which is, a lot of people know what 179 is. This is be able to deduct your equipment, et cetera, when you buy it. We're able to apply that now to rental real estate. We, we never were able to apply that to residential real estate before, and now they changed the law so that we could apply it to residential real estate. So that's a big change. We have, um, and, and included in that, is we get to deduct roofs. We get to deduct uh, heating air conditioning units. We get to deduct um, security systems, fire, fire alarm systems. So there's a whole bunch of things that they added to what we can deduct. So we have to be thinking about, okay, I'm thinking about improving my properties. What tax impact is this going to have on me? You know, on top of that, in 2014, we had these new repair regulations, right, that came out, um, what we call the tangible personal property regulations. What's important is, is that they give us clarity on when we do a rehab, when we fix up a property, what's deductible? And there's a lot more deductible, in my mind, there's a lot more deductible on those regulations than what used to be deductible just under case law. So when you combine that, and you combine it with this new law with the bonus depreciation, and by the way, so here's a, here's a big one. Everybody ought to listen carefully to this one. Bonus depreciation used to only apply to new property. Now it applies to used property. So think about that when you buy a rental property. Wow. You buy a rental property, you do a cost segregation, yep. and you break out your tangible personal property, and guess what? Let's say, let's say you buy a million dollar property, and you figure out your tangible personal property is $200,000. Under bonus depreciation, that's fully deductible in the year you put that apartment building into service. Yeah. So you buy that, all of a sudden you've got this huge deduction year one. And that's under the new law. We didn't used to be able to do that. So, you know, really looking at the new law, and then of course we got the 20% deduction that you know for pass-throughs, which applies to real estate. Um, if you're, you know, basically if you've got positive net income yep. from real estate, it applies to real estate. It's a complicated formula. So really sitting down with your tax advisor and walking through, okay, here's what I'm gonna be doing this year. See, I mean, we're at the beginning of the year, right? So typically people think about taxes two times in the year. They typically think about them in December, right? And in April. Yep. Well, okay, we ought to be thinking about them March, April, May, June, July, especially right now, because what is it that we're going to be doing or what could we be doing to be reducing our taxes? And we wanna make sure that we're getting full benefit for it. So for example, there might some, be some things where we'd get so much benefit that we would have no tax, you know, we might be okay paying a little tax because we'd like to actually get benefit at a higher bracket, right? So we might say, you know, if we can sit down with our clients, then what we can do is we can say, okay, we'll do this this year and do the rest of it next year. So you really have to be looking at where's my most permanent tax benefit, not just how do I get the most money quickest. You know, Tom, that's a great point because I think people fail to realize that as great as depreciation is, and these are all excellent things to know about, and if you learn something today, well, that's why we had Tom on the show, but you also have to think about what happens after that, right? Because when you recapture depreciation, you got to have your tax person involved with all that. Oh, no question, because I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody actually... Um, pay recapture on tangible personal property. Well, the reality is, is that there really shouldn't be. There, there, there should be very little recapture because normally, without bonus depreciation, you would get to depreciate that over five years. Well, really, how long does a dishwasher last in right. a rental property? It doesn't last more than five years. No. So it has the same value as your, basically what we call basis. There should be no tax consequences from your equipment, your tangible personal property. Yes, you may have some recapture on your building, but why would you? All you have to do is a 1031 exchange, and then you have no recapture at all. You can push it until you die, and we have this huge estate tax exemption now, right? So you push it until you die, and when you die, all of that gain goes away. It's called that step up in basis, so everything goes away, so we call it just defer until you die. And if yep. you need money in the meantime, just borrow against it. Use the cash you want. Borrowing does not create taxable income. Right. So, you know, it's just, it's so easy. I mean, you know, we know this, you know, we're talking and, and I know you know all this, right? I mean, and you, your dad knows all this, you yeah. know, I mean, he's like, he's like all, all over this kind of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, we're talking about this and I'm going, you know this, but it's amazing how many accountants don't know this. And it's just a little shocking to me. And, you know, this is actually what we're about. I mean, we're out to change an accounting. We're out to change an entire profession here with our tax wealth network. So we want to change the accounting profession because we think that all accountants should be able to do this. 
Well, this is a good point. Let's talk about wealthability because you are a captivating speaker and advocate for people taking control of taxes. And not all tax professionals are like that, but you aren't saying, hey, I'm going to do your taxes. I mean, I know you have a very private practice where you do some taxes, but Tom Wheelwright is not looking for new tax clients. Instead, you're looking to help other tax professionals understand these concepts and these ideas. Well, that's right. And we're, we, we've got a network. We have two firms already in our network. So we take clients and we actually have trained these firms in how to do tax-free wealth you know, work and yep. how to do tax-free wealth strategies. So what we're doing is we're just building that network out. And we're, we're going to have literally a global network around the world. It's very exciting because we'll be able to serve a lot more people. We'll be able to serve um, people at the right place for them. You know, right now we serve more of the high end. Right. You know, we're, we're a pretty elite firm and we want to be able to serve everybody. So that's what we're building out Tax Wealth Network for. That's WealthAbility is just all the tools and the education to go along with that Tax Wealth Network. And it's just, it's a very exciting time because this is a time of expansion. I know you're talking about that. You know, for the real estate guys, you, are, you guys are blowing up. I think the world is, is just ready for what we're talking about because we want people to take control of their own wealth. Right. I mean, that's what you guys are all about. That's what we're about. And we think that you have the ability to create your own wealth. And that's where the name comes from, WealthAbility. Awesome. Well, speaking of which, coming up, our 16th annual Investor Summit at Sea starts with a two-day event called The Future of Money and Wealth. And we cleverly scheduled this April 6th to the 15th. And I thought there's just no way Tom's going to be able to come. But... You're going to be at the future of money and wealth, and you're going to be covering a lot of these new tax changes. Can't wait to have you in Fort Lauderdale. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, absolutely. I'm I'm flying down the night before because I actually have a presentation in Phoenix the day before that. All right. And uh, I'm flying down because I want to be with you guys. I mean, I, I love you guys. You know, I've been on the cruise a couple of times, and I, I would be on it in a heartbeat if it wasn't butting up against April 15th. But I'm just glad that we'll be able to talk about the new tax law because real estate really, when you look at it, real estate was the big winner. I mean, big corporations were and real estate. Those were the two big winners in this new tax law. And I think we should celebrate. All right. There you go. So make sure you uh, check out the future of money and wealth. Go to our website at realestateguysradio.com and you'll see Smiling Tom's picture there because he's going to come and talk tax like nobody else can. And it's not just a lecture on tax. We're not going to have you in front of the room talking about this stuff. But then the ability to interact with the other folks who are trying to get their mind around all the changes that are happening in the world and economics and not just real estate, other asset classes. And I remember a few years back, we had the, the big asset class debate where we had a representative covering every asset class. And so we had Kenny talking about big real estate. We had Russ Gray talking about small real estate. We had a gentleman who was talking about international real estate. We had Peter Schiff talking about gold and silver and metals and all these different asset classes. And then your role was to talk to the investors about, well, the asset class and its performance and what it does is one thing. Here's what it means tax-wise. And different investments have different tax ramifications. Absolutely. And, and there's different things you need to do in order to take advantage of those different investments. For example, you know, what you do for gold and silver, for example, is very different than what you do for real estate, right. which is also, and, and what you do for, you know, a, a couple of pieces of real estate is different than what you do for a lot of real estate. And what, what you do for commercial real estate might be different than what you do for residential real estate. And it's certainly different than what you do for business or some of these other investments that you're going to take. So you really do have to look at where are you putting your money but look at, okay, there's always, 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 always a tax advantage if you look at it the right way. All right, good stuff. Hey, if you are wondering how to pick the perfect tax professional to represent you, Tom's made available the chapter in his book, Tax-Free Wealth, that deals with that exactly. All you have to do is send an email to taxpro at realestateguysradio.com, taxpro at realestateguysradio.com, and just like magic, you'll get a introductory chapter to the book. It's not the first chapter. It's near the end of the book, actually. But it's a great, great, great uh, look at, at what you should consider when you're hiring a tax professional. And then our hope is you're going to love it so much you're going to get the rest of the book. Uh, absolutely. We, we just we just love um, the feedback we get on Tax-Free Wealth. I mean, it's been an, uh, an international bestseller for so long. And uh, we're, we're doing a second edition. We're working on a second edition coming out with the new tax law Excellent. that will be involved in the second edition. So that'll be out. Um, sometime later this spring. And uh, it's just exciting to see how people embrace it and they go, look, taxes don't have to be scary, okay? Yes, the IRS is not your friend, but taxes can be your friend too because the government's your partner, just make them a better partner. 
All right, there's Tom Wheelwright, CPA and all-around tax advocate. Great to have you back on the show, and we'll see you in Fort Lauderdale. Looking forward to it. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. More we come back. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. Hi, this is Patrick Donahoe, CEO of Paradigm Life. Wall Street and banks spend billions of dollars per year in advertising with the goal to convince you that they are the solution. But take a look around. None of their advice has worked. If you're listening to this, odds are pretty good that you're already a real estate investor or at least becoming one. So why do you do it? Is it to hedge inflation, the tax benefits, or maybe it's to get your money away from Wall Street? It's because of these benefits and so many more that I created the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy. When you combine successful real estate investing with the Perpetual Wealth Strategy, you have the recipe for what has helped the wealthy to establish their financial well-being for decades. You can download the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy today by clicking the Resources tab on the Real Estate Guys Radio homepage. Don't wait. Go download it now. Hi, this is Mark Skousen, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. And welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Tell a friend about The Real Estate Guys. Oh, my gosh, what it's always a whirlwind when we get around Tom Wheelwright. Yeah, Tom's got a lot of great energy, and he's very positive. And one of the things, my big takeaways from this interaction with him today is just the notion that the government's your partner. Now, maybe not your partner by choice, but your partner by reality. And based on that partnership, you're going to have to make concessions just like you do in any partnership. You and I in our relationship, my wife and I in our relationship, I'm sure you and your wife and your, your, your relationship. Anybody who's ever been in any form of a partnership understands that there's a give and take. And so, yeah, maybe there's a little bit more take with the government than you'd like, but at the end of the day, they're your partner. And so I thought that was pretty solid advice. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love the fact that he is always looking at the bright side of things and recognizing the tax code as one of the best tools we have to lower our tax rate. And he talks about that a lot in his book. And, of course, when you spend time around Tom, when there's something like a big change like this, even, even you know, little changes. And over the years, he said, well, okay, this, these three things. We've been on the show because there were three minor changes that affected, you know, real estate agents. He gets all excited about it because of the promise it holds for his clients and for our listeners, for people interested in investing in real estate. Because again, it's those distinctions. I remember way back to the first time I read one of the early Rich Dad books after Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Rich Dad's Guide to Investing. Right. And Robert said, if you want to see what a country wants of its citizens, read its tax code. And that's exactly what Tom echoed today. And no matter where you're listening to this, yeah, there's been tax you know, change in the, in the U.S. But here's one thing we know about taxes. Experts predict that tax laws will either change or stay the same in the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always going to be tinkering going on, just like they tinker at the Federal Reserve with the interest rates and trying to manipulate or manage the economy. So we do have kind of a command and control. I mean, yes, we have free markets, but then again, maybe not so free. So you've got people who are trying to influence, uh, some people would say manipulate the markets to affect um, specific outcomes. They could be politically driven. They could be selfishly financially motivated, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And this is 
where we have to take our political hat off and we have to get over it, right? There's tariffs. People are talking about tariffs. Oh my God, tariffs are terrible and tariffs are great. It doesn't matter whether they're good or terrible. They are what they are. And what you need to do is set your prejudices aside, as we talked about at the top of the show, and just focus on what the reality is and the outcome you're trying to create. You know, we had George Ross out at the Secrets of Successful Syndication a few weeks back. And, and what was great about George, he told that classic story about um, positive and negative attitude. And the two little boys, you know, the one kid ends up in a pile of a room full of manure, right? And he's excited. And the father thought, I'd surely break him of his Pollyanna attitude by putting him in this room full of manure. But the kid's sloshing around and he goes, you know, with all this manure in here, there's got to be a pony somewhere. Right. And so that was his attitude. Whereas, you know, the other kid got a, a total blessing, but even that didn't make him happy. So again, it, when it comes to the tax code, I know just the, my own personal experience has been uh, it's really important to set aside some of your prejudices uh, about what you think or what you believe and just accept what it is and then make your business decisions based on the facts. And when you get a chance to understand that when you, like Tom, believe that every single change creates an opportunity, then you're going to look and find that opportunity. You know, of course, every single change creates a potential problem, too, because the flip side of a problem is an opportunity and vice versa. It's just which side of it do you want to be on? You know, I, I tend to want to hang around with positive people like Tom that help me focus on the opportunities that are occurring in the change, whatever the change is. You know, Tom's practice is busy, and, and he's got more people than ever knocking on his door saying, how is this going to affect me? If you want to know exactly how it's going to affect you, we didn't have time to do more than just hit the high notes today, then get on out to the future of money and wealth. Tom Wheelwright's going to be there. He's preparing an amazing presentation to help real estate investors understand the tax changes and also get their mind around how to prepare moving forward. It's a two days. It's coming right up and we would love to have you there. Yeah. So the, here's the thing about this and here's the thing about Tom. I don't know if we mentioned, but Tom is Robert Kiyosaki's personal CPA. And the rich dad advisor for tax. And a rich dad advisor for tax. And so uh, he is very familiar with entrepreneurs. He's very familiar with real estate. And then we were we've been talking to him about the whole syndication thing because we're big on that. And his original practice back in the day in Ernst & Young, he he focused on real estate syndication. So, you know, in a lot of ways, we really learn a lot from him. Now, with the tax code changing the way it is and all of the other changes, we got a new Fed chair, Jerome Powell. And so that is kind of a, a potential change in policy. We obviously have a new administration that is still busily working on things. And of course, the big thing that occurred in 2017 that's rolling in affecting 2018 is the tax code. So we thought, well, wouldn't it be great since we have all these people coming with us on the Investor Summit at sea to pull in some folks. Now, Tom's not going to make it onto the summit, but he's going to be the two, two days on land, Future of Money and Wealth. If we could get guys like Peter Schiff and Robert Kiyosaki and Chris Martinson and G. Edward Griffin and the people who are getting on the ship with us, plus all of the, the real estate niche in investing experts, Kathy Fetke, Gene Garino, David Sewell, these people that are at the street level making investment decisions, if we could get them all together, take a look at the tax code, talk about what's going on with crypto and Bitcoin, talk about some of the geopolitical things going on in, in banking and the yuan and oil and gold and all that stuff that real estate investors really don't pay any attention to. And then let people like Robert Kiyosaki, who is an active investor, ask questions and see the way people respond and then get our panel of investing niche experts out there and say, okay, based on everything that you've just heard, based on the direction that these big brains, these futurists see going on in energy and all these different things, how do you play this? What are you going to do on a tactical, practical level to make sure that you can both grow and protect wealth, no matter which way this whole thing plays out? And it's going to be epic. I think it's going to be, you know, we build it and I, we stand by this. I, I think it's going to be the most important financial conference of the decade because you're at the front end of mega change and you still have plenty of time to adjust to it to be sure you're in a position to prosper and not in a position to get rolled. But Chris Martinson from Peak Prosperity says all the time, there's no doubt there's going to be losses. The question is, is who's going to eat them? And of course, the flip side of that is there's going to be winners. And the question is, well, who's going to who's going to win? I don't know about you, but I want to be a winner. And I think it starts with getting connected to the right ideas and the right information uh, in the right environment. And we're putting that together with you, futureofmoneyandwealth.com. Uh, I can't imagine any reason why somebody wouldn't want to invest two days and a few hundred dollars to be in that room. April 6th and 7th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at a beautiful hotel. Come on out. Plus, we'll have the events around the events. We'll hang out, cocktail party, that kind of stuff. And 
If you're really wanting to make a big thing of it, then join us for the Investor Summit at Sea. We still have at least three cabins left, and we always sail full, so they're going to go. It's just, will one go to you? Imagine spending the two days you just talked about and then another seven days bannering around these ideas, debating, wondering, questioning with another 200 real estate investors. Well, think about it. I mean, if you've got a $500,000 portfolio, say, in the stock market, it makes a 10% move. That's $50,000. So being on the right end of that move, what's that worth? If you make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and you can save 10% in tax because you get a great idea, what's that worth? Right. I mean, you can go on and on and on. There's a reason people like Robert Kiyosaki, we don't pay him to come on this event. He comes because he learns. Uh, these people come, they come to share. They don't need to make the money, They but they come to learn. And then we have lots and lots of people, our summiteers we call them, that come back year after year after year. They don't have money to throw away. They're not stupid people. They come because the event makes them money. They get ideas and connections and relationships and they go implement those things and they find that it's profitable for them to be there. Just like any continuing education that people do. If you want to be at the top of your game, you got to hang around with the people that are at the top of their game and you have to put yourself in a position to focus on the material and not be distracted. Books and podcasts, and we love you listening to the podcast or the radio show. That's fabulous. But at the end of the day, if you really want to master a subject, you got to go deep on it and get involved with conversations. And that's that's what the summit environment is all about. It's our 16th year in a row of doing it. And actually, the highest level of investors we know, this is where we meet them. This is where we hang out. Super substantial, sophisticated, smart, and really nice people yeah. come on it. And there's room for you. But only if you act quickly, go to the website at realestateguysradio.com and click on Summit. Robert and Kim Kiyosaki will be there. Peter Schiff will be there. G. Edward Griffin will be there. Tommy Hopkins, the amazing sales guru, will be there. Chris Martinson, Adam Taggart, Brian London, Brad Sumrock. The list goes on Simon and on Black. and on. Simon Black, Gene Garino. Oh, my gosh, you want to be there for sure, and it's going to be a ton of fun. So check that out. Hey, if you are interested in that free chapter of Tom's book, Tax-Free Wealth, it really describes how to go around choosing a tax professional. It's great stuff. All you have to do is send an email to taxpro at realestateguysradio.com. Big thanks to Tom Wheelwright for being on the program. In fact, Tom jumped in here in order to get the show on. And last week we talked about what was going to happen this week. It's going to start next week. We've got a series of a lot of shows where we dedicate every show to a particular asset class, if you will, within real estate. Lots of ways to invest in real estate. You can invest in all kinds of different things. We'll be talking about those in the coming weeks. Until then, go out and make some equity happen. Hello, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and I'm very excited that I'll be joining the real estate guys for their investor real estate summit at sea. Join me, join my friends, join the Real Estate Guys Investor Summit at Sea, and I'll see you out there. Thank you very much. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at beyourbank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.